0: So yesterday, uh, in the talk, um, I mentioned uh, the relationship between dukkha, yeah, craving and clinging, Yeah, which even though they're two things, we're kind of treating them, they're so closely linked that we're treating them as one. So dukkha, craving and clinging, and if I say craving, I also mean clinging, Gonna, probably not going to keep saying craving and clinging dukkha craving and a sense of self yeah and a very uh, mutually dependent relationship of of those yeah. they arise together dependent on each other
1: yeah
0: and so another way of saying it when one of them is there the others are there even if it's not immediately obvious, even if it's quite subtle. So when there's dukkha, there's a stronger sense of self, yeah, a stronger for me, as we were calling it. Yeah. And when there's dukkha, there's also craving, yeah, which also we're calling push pull, demand, yeah, using a lot of words for for that. And similarly. The other way. When there's a stronger sense of self, check, check in your experience, there's dukkha. Yeah. A stronger sense of self comes with some degree of dukkha, comes with some degree of, of craving. So I think Nathan mentioned it two days ago, the, the Pali word that we translate as, as craving, tanha. Yeah. Tanha literally means thirst yeah and and that sense of thirst can be helpful yeah for us to understand what this is yeah it's that that movement that compels us yeah to move from one thing to another to seek satisfaction yeah if we think about thirst yeah it's like we we really have a strong need to, to quench that thirst right so it's that movement um that is kind of yeah directing us, propelling us from one thing to another, S- searching for satisfaction, <coughs> and so tanha literally thirst translated as craving most um commonly, um, and as i said we we will also refer to it as demanding as push pull, yeah, because the craving has both the resistance in it, yeah craving for things not to be, yeah and the um grasping yeah the pulling towards us yeah has both those aspects so you know we tend to use all of those interchangeably and i'm sorry if that's confusing (laughs) yeah apologize for that habit
1: yeah
0: so tanha demand craving yeah push pull And the interesting thing for us as practitioners and human beings is, as I, sa- as I said, craving, dukkha, sense of self, arise together with them, yeah? A fourth thing that we can find when these are around is contraction. Yeah. Contraction, which if you remember, we've been speaking about dukkha from the beginning also as contraction. Dukkha arises with contraction and with friction, and we can feel that contraction both in the physical body, yeah, and in the kind of more subtle experience of awareness in the body, yeah sometimes we call that the energy body, sometimes we call it the field of awareness, yeah but you know maybe we 're already kind of getting a sense of we can uh, when we turn attention to the body, we have a kind of a uh, we can have a sense we can have. Um, we can meet the experience kind of in the physicality of the body, but we're also meeting experience on a on a more subtle level, yeah, through the body field, right? And we know this as human beings, yeah. We talk about gut feeling, yeah, heartache, yeah, <laughs> all of these things. They're not, yeah, it's not that the physical, yeah, but it's the way we sense our experience, yeah, through the body on a on a, on a slightly more subtle level. So we can feel contraction in the field of awareness. And again, this is why we've been practicing so much with kind of opening awareness to the whole body, right? Remembering we've, remember we've been saying that? Yeah, that opening awareness to the whole body, part of what it's useful for is we notice when that awareness shrinks or we notice when there's contraction in that field. And, you know, we've touched on that. We've said, ah, when there's something unpleasant, awareness shrinks around it. When there's distraction in meditation, awareness shrinks around it, right? Notice that get smaller. And we've been kind of practicing opening it out again. So we can feel, yeah, we can feel that sense of shrinking, contracting, yeah? Whenever there is dukkha, whenever um there is tanha whenever there's craving in experience so this can also happen with pleasant experiences and we've been saying it and I'm going to say it again <laughs> yeah so contraction and dukkha can also arise with what we habitually see as pleasant yeah. and an example yeah um you know, pleasant meditation experience, everything's calm and beautiful, yeah, we have moments like that sometimes, <laughs> uh, and there's a sense of, ah, oh, that's really, that's this is really nice, it's really nice, okay, I better watch out so it doesn't disappear, yeah, can you feel the contraction already, I can feel it, I'm still in this position, but I can feel the contraction in the body, so the whole body goes a bit... Yeah, get sucked in a little bit. Yeah. So we can feel that contraction yeah, when that craving arises to hold on to something. And so this is really, this is the sentence to remember from the instructions today. Yeah. When there's dukkha, there's contraction. Yeah, when there's craving, there's contraction. What we're going to explore today is to see if we can, re- if we can relax the craving, if we can relax the dukkha through going directly to the contraction.
1: Yeah.
0: And we've already been doing this, but we're kind of going to do it more directly today. So, in life, yeah, when we get what we want, yeah, get something we want, lunch is a big one on retreat. Yeah. Probably a little bit early, but for me, in about half an hour, 45 minutes, that will start, yeah. Some hunger, some fantasies. What's it going to be? If you've been to Guy House before, you might be fantasizing about your favorite dish. Um, if you're in the veggie chopping, you might be wondering what are they going to do with the things we chopped today. You know, just like you know, might be starting uh, that kind of um, movement towards something. Yeah, begins, uh, and we may have a sense happiness is in the lunch, right? And our experience might confirm that, yeah? Because we're standing there in the lunch queue, we're smelling it, we might be seeing it, we're there still with the empty plate. At some point, yeah, whether it's when we're dishing up or we're sitting down with our plate of food when we've had the first mouthful, at some point, yeah, we will feel the happiness of having that lunch, hopefully. Yeah, it might not be what you were fantasizing for and then there might be some disappointment, but say it is, yeah? And we associate that, yeah, with the getting of the object, yeah. I feel good now because I finally have lunch or I finally, um, you know, have that cup of tea or finally the meditation's over. It doesn't matter <laughs> what it is, yeah. We associate it with the getting of or getting rid of, yeah. That's what we associate uh, habitually. <coughs> Dharma teachings are saying, look closer, yeah. And as we look closer, we see that actually the happiness, the well-being that comes is not yeah, in the object necessarily, even though, yes, things can give us joy, and please enjoy. Enjoy the beautiful food. Enjoy your cups of tea. Enjoy the bell ringing at the end of meditation. Enjoy going outdoors. Enjoy all that, but also notice it's the relief and the release of the contraction and the clinging, which bring the sense of well-being. Because what happens when we get that lunch? All that energy that's gone into that, reaching for that, fantasizing about that, wanting that, dissipates. We can feel it even more with the bell ringing at the end of meditation. Yeah, If you've been waiting <laughs> for the bell to ring, and then bang relief. If you pay attention, sometimes you're quite happy to carry on sitting there for quite some time after the bell goes. Yeah. If you haven't noticed that yet, try it. Next time in your in the, you're in that experience. Just stay. It's that nothing's changed, right? Except what's going on here. Yeah? Yeah. And the release of that contraction. So This is, you know, this is really (laughs) good news because we can take this insight and we can keep applying it, keep exploring it, keep deepening it and strengthening it, yeah? And so this happens also through practice, yeah? So many of the ways we've been practicing, yeah? The release is of the need to get something or to get rid of something, yeah? When we can let that go, actually more well-being, more ease are available uh, to us. So as I said yesterday, the way dukkha is built up, I'm going to repeat that, yeah, Buddha's map, yeah, contact, yeah, restlessness in the body or pain in the body, that's the contact, the Vedana is unpleasant, yeah, the craving for the bell to ring, yeah, so that I can move, yeah, that's the, it builds up around that. Um, With that, uh, so much contraction that builds up in the whole system, yeah, and that is dukkha. Yeah, that's dukkha right there. Does that make sense? I know I, I know I harped on quite a lot about it last night. But it's so this is so liberating to understand this, yeah, and to see it. Yeah. And as I said, this can happen with pleasant things and with unpleasant things. Yeah tend to kind of see it more in the unpleasant, but equally with the pleasant, uh, this arises. So the craving and the dukkha arise with contraction, and we can really feel it in in the body, this like, yeah, the shrinking, the contracting, the getting more limited, more rigid, more fixed, more tight. And the different practices we've been doing have been working when when they've been working what has been going on is that that contraction has been eased to some degree yeah so we can see it yeah when we notice the pleasant more yeah attuning more to what is pleasant yeah that reduces that constant searching and looking yeah that thirst uh, when we've opened to the unpleasant with kindness and interest again, that relaxes the contraction of the habitual resistance. Yeah, does this make sense? Yeah. When we've been uh, looking through the vedana lens again, we're staying at that level of ah, oh, this is just unpleasant or just pleasant, and then that building up doesn't happen as much. So again, less contraction, less clinging, less craving.
1: Yeah.
0: And the same with metta practice, the attitude of welcoming, the attitude of allowing, the attitude of befriending, yeah, just kind of uh, either kind of eases contraction or uh, kind of stops more contraction building up. So all of these ways of practicing ease contraction, uh, lessen craving, yeah, and lessen and release dukkha. Uh, and they do that through kind of engendering a more open, more expansive, more spacious and responsive field, yeah, that we're in. So, I'm going to repeat that one sentence. <laughs> yeah, craving is dukkha, dukkha is contraction, yeah, they arise together. When there's dukkha, there's contraction, when there's craving, there's contraction, they arise together also with that sense of self. We can learn to become sensitive to the presence of contraction, yeah, both in the physical body, in the more subtle energy uh, and, or field of awareness. And we can learn to recognize it and to see it. Ah, this is an expression of dukkha. Contraction in the body. This is an expression of dukkha. yeah, And we kind of primarily work with the body um, because for most of us, this will be more accessible and less sticky, yeah? Because also we can recognize contraction in the mind, yeah? Through particular thought patterns that we all have. But for most of us, it's kind of easier to work with in the body field um, primarily. And so noticing that when there's dukkha, when there's craving, there's contraction. When there's contraction, yeah, there's dukkha and craving. And when the craving goes down, the contraction goes down, and the dukkha goes down. Yeah. So they all kind of go up together, go down together. Nathan sometimes says it's like a, a mixing desk, uh, you know, if you're a DJ or a musician. <laughs> you have all these things that go up and down, but these all go up together and down together. You think you're just playing with one, but the others follow. So we can really utilize this understanding as an insightful way of looking, a way of looking that freeze. Yeah, dukkha because there's contraction. Yeah? Dukkha because there's contraction. Yeah. And this really helps us because it helps us in that shift from seeing the dukkha as being in the object. Yeah, that sound, yeah, that body sensation. Yeah. That's the dukkha. There's so a no dukkha in the contraction. And if I can do something with the contraction, which often I can do a lot more <laughs> with the contraction than I can with the sound or the sensation in the body, yeah, or the feeling in the heart or whatever it is. Yeah. If I can do something with the contraction, then the degree of dukkha goes down. Yeah, the degree of problematic. And really important to say here, if it's pain in the body or unpleasant sound, they might still be there. And yet the experience around them can change. Less problematic. So what we're primarily going to do today, going directly to the contraction as a way of releasing the craving and therefore um, releasing the dukkha um, through relaxing the contraction in the body. Relaxing the contraction in the body. Relaxing the contraction in awareness. Yeah. And kind of we let go somehow of the story of the object. Yeah. You know, the dukkha is about this or from that. Yeah. And we just kind of work with the contraction itself. And so kind of we're doing it today because we've already been on retreat for quite a few days. So even if it doesn't feel this way, <laughs> yeah and I know it might not feel this way it may feel to you like your mind is as all over the place maybe even worse than when you got here yeah but that's also because the degree of sensitivity and clarity of seeing yeah has increased yeah so just to remember that there's there's much more capacity to see more subtle things by now so we can start working with this more subtle um Aspect or level of our experience, and so as we're working with contraction in the body, we're also using the understanding that mind and body are not separate from each other. So when I relax contraction in the body, the mind can also uh, relax. As relax craving in the mind, the body also relaxes. Yeah. And as I said, we know that experience. <laughs> that moment of waiting for the bell to ring. That's it's it's a classic. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it so much. The bell rings and then the body, you know, the craving goes because that's happened. The body relaxes. Yeah. So we see that mirroring in the two. So this is what we're gonna do and I'm gonna guide the practice in a moment. Really proud of myself. Um, <laughs> let's see if I manage to maintain now that the kind of pride has arisen. Um, yeah, proud of myself that it's still five to ten, and uh, I'm almost done talking. Uh, sometimes with this practice, yeah, we'll be kind of doing the practice, and there'll be this kind of sense of, ah, uh, you know, okay, I'm 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 really working to relax the contraction. Um, But there's no relief, I'm still really, (laughs) dukkha's still there, what's going on, you know? Um, And so two things, first of all, notice any relief that does come, I haven't said that yet, really important, just this is part of what we're doing, this is part of how we're digesting, absorbing the insight, yeah, and the understanding. Notice the relief that comes, yeah, as any moment when you're relaxing the contraction and the craving and the dukkha go down, sometimes you'll be doing this practice and it'll feel like it's not happening. It'll be like, I'm relaxing, I'm relaxing, but it's not happening, you know, I'm still caught up in this craving and dukkha. Um, this might be because our old friend aversion and the deal-making is still happening, yeah? is, is there on some level. So we just need to acknowledge that. You know, It may be that we're saying, okay, I'm going to let go here, I'm going to relax here, so that this dukkha goes, yeah, and that's, that can be another level of contraction, yeah, can you see that, yeah, so that's the kind of the deal-making and the aversion, and so we're really kind of um, encouraging, yeah, the, the letting go, yeah, as kind of a letting be, yeah, letting things be, yeah, because the letting go sometimes can be like, yeah, yeah, shouldn't you be going, <laughs> come on, yeah, come on, you know, I'm welcoming you. That's
1: the door. Get out of here.
0: Yeah, And, you know, again, humor helps when we see that. Yeah. And so sometimes it can be helpful to just have that sense of letting be, Yeah, know, that open hand approach, you know, welcome to be here, allowed to be here, allowed to stay, allowed to go. Yeah, And that works, whether something's pleasant or unpleasant, we just allow it, welcome it receive it. Open hand, yeah? Uncontracted hand. And as you can see, um, this is where meta as an attitude is really helpful, right? Because this is a meta attitude that I was just describing, yeah? Welcome to, welcome to arise, welcome to be, welcome to go in your own time, yeah? That's a meta attitude uh, right there. So it can be really helpful. Uh, for us, so that's the that's the intro. Um, let's practice. If you, uh, we're going to have half an hour of practice. So, if you need to stretch any part of the body before you settle into your posture, then please do. And then settling into your posture. making any adjustments you might need to make so that the body is as stable, balanced and steady as possible. Might gently explore the balance between The uprightness and the lengthening of the body with a sense of ease and relaxation in the body. Inviting the awareness to the contact areas, the sensations of contact between the body and that which supports the body. Seat the ground. Just using those sensations to gather, settle, ground the awareness. And then feeling that support move up the body and through the body. Inviting awareness to gradually open, expand through the body space. Fill the body space. awareness expanded and spread through the whole body. Perhaps even a little bit larger than the body. That's helpful. So through the practice just keeping in touch, keeping in tune with this wide field of awareness through the whole body as much as possible. And within this space of awareness, using the most appropriate object for you, might be the breath as we've been doing or sound. That's been your primary object or metta. So we'll take a few minutes to establish the practice with the object that you've chosen this time. So through the practice, staying with the primary object and being sensitive to the presence of contraction, of dukkha, of craving. we can particularly be sensitive to that in the body space, the space or the space of awareness, noticing the arising of contraction. So distractions are a really good place for this. Whenever there's a sense of distraction or we notice the awareness shrinking around something. Pulling us away from the breath or the sound or the metta. And just take a moment to acknowledge that. Sometimes it can be helpful to... Lightly note, you know, maybe contraction, maybe Dukkha. There. Feeling into that experience. So we're interested, first of all, in noticing. yeah. Noticing the contraction, noticing the Dukkha. Now we're interesting to explore if we can attend to the contraction as a way of attending, releasing, relaxing the craving and then the dukkha. And so we can do this, I'm going to just suggest a couple of ways of doing this. First one is through relaxing the body, inviting the body to relax. This can be inviting the area where you feel the contraction, inviting that area to relax, or it might be inviting the whole body to relax and let go. And you can use the breath here if it's helpful. You can use... Uh, a gentle invitation let go or let be or relax verbally if that's helpful. So it might be the con- area that's contracted itself, it might be the whole body. It might be the space of awareness itself, softening it, opening it again. Again, if you're working with sound, you can use the sound as a way of expanding the awareness out, using the breath. The breath softening and opening the space of awareness. This is one way to play with this exploration. And it can get quite subtle, you know, it might be kind of flowing along quite well with the breath, the sound, it's really going very well. And then there's a dog bark or a sound and you just notice the shift of attention to that. Noticing if there's any contraction, being interested in that. Softening, relaxing, opening the contraction. Opening the awareness. And equally, it might be that you know there's more distraction, there's more agitation, and you just work with those distractions. They become wonderful opportunities. Relaxing the body. Softening the space of awareness. interested in the easing of contraction and any decrease in dukkha, any degree of well-being that arises as we do that. Let's play with this way for a little while. Awareness wide and open the whole body. Sensitive to the arising of contraction. Sometimes noticing contraction as an embodiment of dukkha sometimes we might first notice the dukkha and then we can trace back into the body into the field of awareness find the contraction invite it to relax and release Through the softening and the opening of the space of awareness. Through the invitation for the body to relax as much as possible. And sometimes through just a gentle reminder of this way of looking, just gently. Internally saying to ourselves, noting, this is dukkha, because of the contraction. This is dukkha, because of the contraction. Let we just keep repeating this, awareness wide and open. Easing and relaxing the relationship. To experience relaxing the contraction whenever you notice contraction, craving, dukkha. feeling in the body, in the field of awareness. What's it like to experience dukkha? What does dukkha feel like? What is it like when dukkha is released? Any pleasantness, any well-being, any relief that arise, spending time with that Another way of engaging in this practice is when you notice contraction in relationship to phenomena, a sound, a body sensation, sense of time, a mind state, any phenomena. Seeing what happens if you incline the mind to an allowing, welcoming attitude, opening to that phenomena. In a way, relaxing the contraction of resistance through the opposite, through the welcoming. It's another possibility, another option. for the next five minutes or so until the end of the practice using one of these ways whenever you notice contraction or dukkha inviting the body to relax either the contraction itself the area around it or the whole body or expanding, softening whole space of awareness A light noting, dukkha because of the contraction. or softening of the attitude into an allowing and welcoming frequency. And with any of these, or if you're combining them in some way, being interested, what's the experience like with contraction? What is it like when Craving is released when dukkha diminishes, when contraction relaxes. So a few ways to practice with this um through the day. Yeah. You might continue in the way we just did now, yeah, in this session where um still primarily yeah breath, sound, body metta, yeah, and then using um that sensitivity to the presence of dukkha, presence of contraction, presence of craving with kind of so-called distractions yeah that can be one way Mm. you might um, you know some of you already know this practice or you might kind of feel really intrigued by it um, and so you might choose to say dedicate a sitting or a walking period and just look at all appearances through that way yeah yeah so just noticing yeah any contraction in relation to any experience that arises, yeah, which might be the breath <laughs> or sound, yeah. And choosing to see that as, you know, dukkha because of a contraction. Yeah, so that might be another way. If you do do that, then make sure that you spend enough time, <laughs> yeah, also with other practices, okay. So if you do do kind of a kind of full-on dukkha way of looking practice, um. Then I would say at least fifty percent of the time, do what we're calling more samadhi harmonization, getting the team together practices. Yeah, meta, sound, breath, body. Okay. Um, but if you're doing a kind of combination the way we did here, that that should take care of itself. Yeah. Um, in case it doesn't, then just kind of make sure that you do quite a lot of time yeah just saying okay those times I'm not I'm just going to keep coming back to the to the meta or the uh, sound yeah and not kind of go into the uh, dukkha lens so much um, and we can do the same thing in the walking practice like we're doing now yeah just that sensitivity to uh the arising of a an contraction and because in the in the walking um you might be working more with this whole body awareness as you're walking or moving um or with the contact of the of the feet um just picking up on that yeah the 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 contraction and then um any of those ways we used you may have already noticed that one of them you liked more <laughs> or was more accessible to you just use that one yeah you don't need to develop all of them yeah, it's okay to just use one, yeah, and I'll just repeat what they were, yeah. So one is noticing, with all of them, we notice the contraction. <laughs> um, the first one is we invite the contraction to relax, yeah, either through contra- um, relaxing the whole body, relaxing the area that's contracted, or opening and softening the space of awareness. Yeah, it might be a combination, that's okay, yeah. That's one way that we can work with it. Another is that gentle noting of dukkha because of the contraction. Yeah. That's another way that, that for some people works well. Yeah. Uh, and the third is just kind of inclining more um, just to this attitude of welcoming, yeah, allowing and opening to, which relaxes contraction <laughs> yeah as we've been saying but we just kind of inclined to that to that attitude so those are the um those are the the, the the possibilities and with all of them yeah really remembering as much as you can any well-being that arises yeah maybe just a little little drop Ah. enjoy it drink it in you know it's like um birds drinking nectar yeah from the flowers, yeah, it's like ah, oh, enjoy it, let it in, soak it in like the earth soaking in this rain that we're finally getting. Yeah. So soak it in, let it nourish you, um, stay with it for as long as you, as you can, yeah. that well-being. Uh, it's not only pleasant in the moment, it really is the way we absorb our understanding and our insight more fully. yes mm-hmm. so that's that's the instructions suggestions uh for this for this morning and for today is always no hierarchy this feels not appropriate not for you not the thing right now great you can come back to it later it's all being recorded yeah um it's gonna be there so uh, do the practice that's appropriate for you and um We'll just uh, give some time for the, those who want to leave to leave and um, then we'll, we'll open for uh, questions and hopefully some responses as well. Thank you. Thank you for listening.